Dear Legal Ops, the podcast tackling tough topics impacting today's evolving legal operations community anonymously. This podcast is made for and by the Legal Ops community. So grab that glass of wine and get comfy as we share stories from the Legal Ops community aimed at digging deeper to find and release your inner brilliance, personally and professionally. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Dear Legal Ops. I'm your host, Tom Stevenson. On today's special Holla Slay episode, we're enjoying some eggnog with grandma, getting cozy next to the fireplace, and eagerly waiting to open our gifts under the tree. The festive holiday is a special time of the year for us, as Santa graces us with Legal Ops presents from Christmas past. We'll dig deeper into Rudolph's letter and determine which gifts are worth returning without a receipt. You could say we're sprucing things up with the Christmas tree this year. On Dasher and Dancer, Prancer and Vixen, come through whiskey, vodka, tequila, damn it, Grandma, we're blitzing. But first, grab that glass and get comfy as we dig deeper into Dear Legal Ops. Our first letter today comes from Rudolph the, wait, didn't I leave this crap at my last job, reindeer? Our festive listener writes, dear legal ops, I'm about six months into my new role and finally feeling like I can come up to breathe for air, but this isn't my first rodeo. As the new head of legal operations at this company, I am the acquirer of gifts that I didn't have any input on prior to my arrival. I found that most are more than what I hoped for. Shout out to the Rockstar Legal Ops predecessor. But others feel more like a lump of coal. When it comes to unwrapping these legal operations white elephant gifts, how do you handle embracing those stinky SOW technology solutions or direct reports that I would have never added to my Christmas card distribution list? Without a gift receipt, I'm worried about whether I will succeed in this new role or die walking to school up the hill both ways in the snow like my father in 1954. Well, ho, 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 and Merry whatever holiday you celebrate, you filthy legal ops animals. And welcome to a very special Dear Legal Ops first annual Holla Slay episode. Before we get to today's letter... I hope y'all have listened to Mariah at least a hundred times over the last couple of weeks. Well, I guess for those watching her on TV, I hope you had someone else singing back up. For me, I won't ask for much this Christmas. I won't even wish for snow. And I'm just gonna keep waiting underneath the discounted, because we have no budget, mistletoe. Before we dive into Rudolph's letter, I wanted to take a moment and remind our listeners that the holiday season, it's a time for people to come together and ultimately celebrate things that are really important to them. For many of us, a lot of my friends, this means spending time with your own family, your own friends and acquaintances, meeting new people, and ultimately participating in activities that bring you joy and happiness. But it's also a time for people to reflect on the past year and think about the things they're grateful for. In this way, the Legal Ops community to me is important during the holiday season 
because it brings us all a sense of connection and belonging and provides us with more opportunities to create those shared experiences of joy and celebration. And thank you vendors for all of those parties. We've really enjoyed getting together over the last two weeks. The holiday season is often a time for giving and helping others. And being part of this amazing legal ops community, it can make it easier to support those in need and ultimately create a positive difference for our professional ecosystem. So baby, now that we've warmed up a cup of cocoa and cozied up next to the fireplace with that warm blanket, let's dive deeper into Rudolph's letter. So Rudolph, my buddy, let's open up those legal operations presents. And from your letter, there really can be two different kinds of gifts, people and technology. As you scale your legal operations team into a new role, and whether it's a startup or at one of those large Fortune 500 companies, there's absolutely going to be up and downs within your first six months. I can tell you, you don't just walk into the legal ops door and assume that it's just going to be all hunky-dory on day one. While we're sipping that next cup of cocoa, let's fill up our stockings with those human talent and automation or software stuffings before opening those white elephant gifts. And as you said in your letter, sometimes they're good, but sometimes, yeah, they're not so great. But people and technology gifts present a huge benefit to your organization, but also quite a large amount of risk. Children, these holiday puns are not just going to bake on their own. On Dasher and Dashboards, Prancer and Project Management, Vixer and Vendor Management, okay, I'm done here. Before you go running around the store and buying everything that the corporate credit card can cover, you'll need to take a couple steps back. Are you selecting gifts based on what you think your recipient wants? Or are you selecting those gifts based on knowledge of their unique desires? Look, the best way to describe this process in the legal ops space and with those lens is the RFP or it's the request for proposal process. It's a simple cause and clause effect. But have no fear, dear Legal Ops listeners. No need to clause a scene. As we see often within legal operations, the request for proposal or RFP process, it's a gift to the business because it allows our company, our legal team, and our legal operations team driving the RFP process to obtain those detailed proposals from potential vendors or service providers. And this ultimately helps make a business case and an informed decision when selecting a new product or service. And it kind of really involves four easy and simple steps. One, as we said earlier, identify the needs or if those wants are based upon the recipient. Two, browsing suitable gifts. Good morning, vendors. We see you lurking in that corner. Three, quality testing. And four, it's about that money, money, honey. It's that price comparison. Yes, in this world, legal ops must haggle for good deals. Overall, legal ops can nicely wrap the RFP process into a shiny gift that benefits the business because it helps them make informed decisions when selecting a new product or service. And, emphasis on and, it allows them to compare different proposals and identify the one that best meets their needs. So as we mentioned earlier, Rudolph, there's two types of RFP gifts that we commonly see in our legal operations circle, people and technology. 
So when we talk about the people RFP in terms of hiring, your legal ops role may require you to scope the project. So you're going to detail how long the work will take, the estimated cost, and that's talking in terms of human hours and the end result or deliverable. Often, you'll be tasked with determining whether headcount should be contract hire, FTE, does the work require subject matter expertise, and what key stakeholders will this hire be supporting, yada, yada, yada. Once you've sorted that out, you'll need to seek out people ops or HR to help you draft a job description, estimate the salary bands, heck, maybe even sometimes recruit talent and for FTE, or source from those trusted staffing companies. This is a time-consuming process, so you must plan accordingly during the RFP process. And second, that technology RFP. We can't stress enough here that the effort you put into the research on the front end will pay off when unwrapping comes post-implementation. So it's really vital to make sure that that technology RFP is detailed and thorough but also vetted by your business partners. And so what are two ways that we can kind of help guide you with a solid foundation for a technology RFP? Well, one, know how to buy and what to buy. And two, use your network. Where do you shop? So how do you know what to buy? The key to a successful RFP is to know exactly what you need before you shop so you don't fall victim to that shiny object syndrome around the holidays. Collecting requirements means to get to know your recipients. So walk a day in their heels and document the process along the way. And the second part, where do you shop? We're not here at Dear Legal Ops to give you a list of A, B, C, or D. That's what's great about this community. There's no shortage of vendors out there. But we do think a great place to start is by leaning on the community resources. Clock has a great vendor directory. This is also the time to use that amazing network of legal ops peers on LinkedIn. So part one of Rudolph's letter will address how to avoid giving that white elephant gift to your legal ops predecessor that screams, Molly, girl, where is the gift receipt? Because this stinks. At the end of the holiday season, how do you deal with an unwanted gift with no takebacks? So for this part, Imagine you purchased a technology solution and everyone is thrilled. You know, based on the memo notes you've spent your first six months getting up to speed on, you love that gave you all that amazing documentation before she left. But after repeated delays and failed implementation milestones, you realize that this tech purchase, it ain't nothing but a joke. It's actually elfin hilarious. It's it's no secret that Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year, but you're turning into a legal ops Scrooge. What do you do now? The reality is that legal tech can and will fail. There is quite a high rate of failure, actually. In preparing for this episode, we read multiple articles and studies, including one mentioned by Artificial Lawyer that almost 80% of in-house legal professionals have, quote, experienced a failed technology implementation with some even leaving their jobs partly because of the tech they had to use. Oh, ginger snap. Legal technology implementations can fail for a variety of reasons, just like any other type of tech implementation. 
they might start off with the best of intentions. You know, planning out the implementation is really like wrapping presents and making a list, but checking it twice to ensure that they have everything they need. However, if you don't get the buy-in from all your stakeholders, it's really like forgetting to include someone on that gift list. The implementation will be incomplete and it may not meet everyone's needs. If the team doesn't provide adequate training, it's like giving someone a gift without instructions. They won't know how to use it properly. Additionally, if the team doesn't focus on the specific needs of the legal industry, it's like giving a gift that doesn't fit the recipient's interests. It may not be as useful as it could be. So if you unwrap a present with no tape backs, fear not, dear legal ops listeners. Don't panic. You can still earn respect for handling the situation strategically and gracefully. One, you'll earn no holiday award for rolling something over in its grave. Maybe the decision made before you wasn't even read properly and should have died in the first place. You see, sometimes those gifts, they can be DOA. So wipe off those frozen tears, love, and let it go. I'm not doing that. I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that frozen reference there. <laughs> Second, it is important to stay focused and committed to achieving a successful outcome regardless of what decisions were made before you entered this new legal ops role. This will require perseverance and a willingness to continue working towards the goal, even in the face of challenges and setbacks. Finally, if a technology implementation is not going well and appears to be headed for failure, you must focus on keeping the trust of all stakeholders during adverse weather conditions. Baby, it's snowing outside, but don't get lost in that blizzard. If Mrs. Claus randomly puts a meeting for Friday at 4 p.m. on your calendar and you know the technology implementation is about to crack, remember to focus on gaining that trust back. To gain trust back, you must show that you are willing to research and identify why your gift didn't live up to expectations. And remember, it's important to develop a concrete plan or solution to either fix the gift or replace it with the right one. So here's a hot Dear Legal Ops tip to warm you up, Rudolph. Form a committee of trusted elves and reindeer to help review and correct a misguided or misaligned RFP process through a technology implementation. This episode is made possible by our sponsor, Legal.io. Legal.io is the fastest growing community and marketplace for legal talent. Legal.io connects legal professionals to resources and opportunities at the world's leading in-house departments and firms. Legal.io is the launchpad for legal careers, matching legal ops professionals, attorneys, paralegals, and so many other legal professionals at some of the world's most exciting companies with a level of precision that only a data-driven, vertical-specific marketplace can provide. Supported by significant investors like Tiger Global, Legal.io is redefining the legal workspace. If you want to learn about the enterprise marketplace solution for legal talent, access salary surveys with compensation data as unique as you, and join their vibrant in-house legal community, visit www.legal.io. That's L-E-G-A-L dot I-O. Legal.io, your gateway to a global legal talent marketplace 
designed with the legal operations community in mind. Welcome back, my legal ops slayers. Let's get to part two of this letter because Rudolph is ready to ramp up and get ready to deliver those gifts. And I think it's really appropriate that part two of this letter, we really touch on things that more often than not don't go right. So projects, relationships, careers, we can always focus on the negative, but sometimes we forget to take time to actually reflect on what gifts had a positive impact and to document those successes so they can be re-gifted for special moments in the future. So now as we grab that glass of eggnog with grandma, I have a feeling we're about to get all lovey-dovey, which may give us a little bit of a hangover, just like talking with that chief technology officer. So let's touch on a fun example of when things go right. One of the most rewarding moments in our legal ops careers is when we, as people leaders, are given authority to source and hire talent. Building a legal ops role, interviewing, and ultimately selecting someone to join your team, it's really a thrilling process. By the time your new hire's onboarding begins, you've likely built up a lot of hopes and expectations in regard to their performance, their collaboration, and you're hoping that that new journey that they're gonna take with your career is going to lead to success as a manager. But a fair warning of caution, expectations are a lot to put on a new hire. So make sure you allow them to actually enjoy the onboarding process, ramp up period as much time as they need without added pressure, and don't turn into Grandma Grinch. You've got this. You don't need to put extra pressure on yourself too. They're going to do just fine. And yet, Every now and then, sometimes they not only crush it, but they exceed even your own outlandish dreams. Your new legal ops person, they learn at a rapid pace. They're charming and personable, just like this host, and are able to get buy-in at all levels across your company. More importantly, they can execute tasks and initiatives with ease. And all of a sudden, you realize you hired someone you find smarter and more skilled than yourself. Huh. You see, your Christmas hire is ornament to be the best hiring decision yet. A win is great. But is there a way to actually capitalize on this successful hire? Maybe, pray tell, even duplicate it within the legal operations team? It's great to have successes that exceed your expectations. To capitalize on it and try and replicate it for legal operations success in the future... Let's do a little Dear Legal Ops TLDR and a few key steps you can take. First, try to understand why things turned out so well. What factors contributed to the success? Were there certain actions or decisions that you, your general counsel, or legal leadership team made that helped drive your success of hiring? By understanding the reasons for your success, you can identify potential areas for improvement and replicate those factors in future endeavors. As Cousin Eddie said to Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. Second, try to set specific measurable goals for yourself. This will help you stay focused and motivated as you work to replicate your success. Be sure to break down your goals into smaller achievable steps so that you can track your progress and adjust your strategy as needed. 
Another important step is to surround yourself with the right people. This means building a strong support network to include your general counsel, deputy general counsel, legal leadership, and legal operations community. But for me personally, I found a lot of non-professional mentors outside of our legal ecosystem who have really provided me with a lot of guidance, feedback, and encouragement. To quote one of my favorite holiday movies, if you look for it, I've got a sneaking feeling that you'll find love is actually all around. Finally, be willing to take calculated risks and try new things. This is legal operations after all. Success often comes from stepping outside of our comfort zone and trying new approaches. This may involve experimenting with different strategies, pushing yourself to learn new skills, or taking challenges that may seem daunting at first, like picking out that next technology implementation. As Cindy Lou Who said about taking a chance on the Grinch, I know he's mean and hairy and smelly. His hands might be cold and clammy, but I think he's actually kind of sweet. Overall, the key to replicating success is to be proactive, focused, and willing to learn and adapt. Sometimes within legal operations, we get ahead of ourselves and we get caught up in the moment without realizing that sometimes we need to meet in the middle to move an idea, process, or adaptation forward. And when we follow these steps, we can ultimately set ourselves up for continued success in the future. And that's always replicable and helps advance our profession. You see, celebrating successful hires in the legal profession is important for several reasons. First, it recognizes the hard work and accomplishments of the individual who's been hired. This can serve as motivation for other members of the legal team as it shows their hard work and dedication can be rewarded. So think of these as the positive gifts that we unwrap this holiday season. We can take those gifts and celebrate successful hires to create a positive and supportive work environment. And ultimately those gifts they're gonna improve morale and foster a sense of community within the legal team and our legal operations ecosystem. This is the true meaning of gift giving and can ultimately lead to improved collaboration and productivity, which can benefit your entire organization and company as a whole. Ho, 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 y'all. Well, as we wrap up this episode, it got me to thinking. During the holiday season, community plays a significant role in creating a sense of togetherness and connection. I know, this time of the year can be stressful and busy. Look, y'all, we have been through it this year, from cruising down the Legal Ops Growth Highway at 100 miles an hour and not stopping along the way for a break, to crashing into the Wall Street of recession and taking on more with less resources. But coming together as a legal ops community helps to foster a sense of belonging and support. And that's a gift we can always unwrap this holiday season. In many communities, not just this amazing professional one, but personal in whatever sense community means to you, people come together to participate in holiday traditions and activities. We've got that fun caroling, those tree lighting ceremonies, watching Mariah over and over at New Year's Eve, and even those holiday parties with fun gift exchanges and tacky Christmas sweaters. You see, 
These activities bring people together and help create a sense of unity and camaraderie. In addition, the holiday season is often a time of giving and helping others. Many of our Legal Ops community members, some of my really good friends come together to donate time and resources to those in need. So in true Dear Legal Ops holiday spirit, one such project we stand here in the house of Dear Legal Ops is the Military Pro Bono Project. This initiative uniquely focuses on provision of pro bono services to active duty service members. And think about it, many of them continue to remain deployed to areas of conflict and without their family during the holiday season. We highly suggest if you have time and are interested in learning more to research the Military Pro Bono Project. By coming together to celebrate and support one another, people can create a sense of belonging and connection with those around them. This holiday season, I'd like to personally say thank you to all of my colleagues, family members, friends, and even Legal Ops conference buddies who have offered support and kindness by showing gratitude and appreciation over the last year. This holiday season can be a time of great joy and excitement, but it can also be a time of stress and pressure. As we rush to buy gifts for our loved ones and prepare the festive gatherings, it's important to remember to take time for ourselves and to give ourselves the gift of love. This can be as simple as taking a moment to relax and unwind or treating ourselves to something special that brings us joy. Whether it's indulging in our favorite food, spending time with our friends, or simply enjoying some quiet solitude, the act of showing ourselves love and kindness can make all the difference in our well-being. So this holiday season, let's make a point to gift ourselves the gift of love and to take time to nurture our unhappiness. And so, I'm offering this simple phrase to all the Dear Legal Ops listeners from 21 to 92. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Legal Ops to you. content, make sure to follow us on all social media using the handle at Dear Legal Ops. Have a tough Legal Ops topic you want us to tackle? Share your Legal Ops stories with us at DearLegalOps.com submit for a chance to be featured on the show. Dear Legal Ops is produced by Red Rock Music. As always, I'm your host, Tom Stevenson. Until next time.